Hipster Bricks by Denver Day. The Cost of Doing Business. The Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century. Or It Takes Money to Make Money. Number 58. Girls woke me up about four in the morning after both of them completed their graveyard shifts and then spent a couple of hours together reflecting with each other down at the diner. Realizing I was returned and okay and free to walk the earth, both cried out of relief and joy and surprise that we were back together again in such short order. Moreover, and with such relatively little hassle embodied the miracle of proper community cohesion and the critical nature of true partisanry and partisanship partnerships as well. When the rule of law is applied exactly reflects natural laws of justice, habeas corpus, liberty, preservation of the community, some balance in the environment has been achieved. That makes the common individual, excuse me, common intellectual wealth of a community lasting, accessible, and sustainable. They washed the scent of diner and pub off of themselves as best as they could anyway and got into bed with me and we just <clears throat> laid there gratefully, quietly, like fairly well-behaved kids on the Yuletide. I rusted there <clears throat> thinking about how I was now somewhat obligated by my very freedom currently to the detective who had let me walk in the general institution which he represented. It is not such a bad thing in light of the fact that my free state was the result of right-headed action by a secular agent of justice. I was just surprised to see something like this work out the way it was actually supposed to. So were Red, Chelsea, and Sam Mary. Like other realizations we had made recently, the fact of the matter had implications such as we had only begun to explore. When dealing with such a comeuppance, on the sell side of it, one's arguably obligated to get out and ride the envelope moving forward. <coughs> with that, I was back at the Londoner pub on the next day's second shift. One hand wrapped and using one crutch to get around to hide out would be... I don't know send some sort of message of culpability for something that, even in the eyes of local law enforcement, was simply the law of the sea as it played out in a bloody but legitimate fashion. Natural law. And who's to toy with that in bad faith? No one. It was all just a big misunderstanding, as a friend of mine once used to say, regarding such things as they must be considered in a public eye. There was a certain peril to my circumstances on the backside, however, in the sense that there was a kind of political drag created by my position. That is, 20 years from now, for example, someone, some grandstanding prosecutor, for example, might decide to bring some action against me. Probably not. Not if it's done right now. But anyway, this could potentially color the overall context of my interactions with the world and the community at large. In the interim, raising not only a compelling privacy and natural rights question philosophically, but also, more specifically, a tangible subjective influence in one's activities generally. Wisely, it is uh, said that all rights are some or another manifestation of a right to privacy. And so such a 
correlation between one's potential future and one's current activities. That becomes lodged among the greater context of the environment, such as a pending ability to prosecute some agent with extreme prejudice. It can be thought of as a situation in which one's free will is permanently tainted by the potential imminence of such an action by the state outside of consideration for historical judgments regarding the matter and potentially informed or inspired by unrelated events or actions that may occur in the regular course of business after the fact. So yes, I walked, and rightly so, but at what potential cost? It was as if I were now bonded by the state in a manner which went far, far beyond any public contract. <clears throat> the situation could be viewed as one that, although it allowed me to walk free, had captured me in a philosophical snare, regarding which no objective estimation of events could be reasonably made outside of the overall context of the snare. In good faith, it, it could be viewed as a contract, unwritten, common law, if you will, by which I was vested politically in the institution that is the state of Colorado. And terminally so, like it or not, it was a sea change, particularly for someone who was interested in comma, and was brought up in Julie's school of writing the crest of events implemented as acts of free will based on their merit outside of any lesser consideration regarding whether or not the given action was underwritten by the prevailing political theory or supported by third-party community standards. Often such acts of free will that are committed based on merit alone are politically unpopular and and beyond any reasonable threshold of safety found in typical unwritten community standards. <clears throat> I sort of felt like a vessel that had been boarded by friendly but incredibly dangerous mariners. I knew that change being the only constant, then this too would pass. Which is another thing that a, another friend of mine once said to me at a very timely moment. This too shall pass. Such is the nature of the Dhamma, that I was able to find comfort in the truth of it. It was sufficient refuge for the matter at hand, and it was a good thing, too, because it was the only apparent refuge thereof. As I went forward with a new added weight, a sort of uninvited or unexpected inertia behind every quark of my actions or thoughts, I wondered how long it would be until I became unaware of it, either because it went away or because... I became used to it.